Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. It's Friday. It's the weekend. What better way to celebrate after a long week than a fresh episode of everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. Thank you for joining us tonight. We've got a special buddy on the show, my buddy, Gary Seymour from Lake Erie K9. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you, Nick? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for stopping by and joining us tonight. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Mm -hmm. For our buddies out there who don't know, you're a dog trainer. You work with therapy dogs. You do agility courses. You basically do it all when it comes to dog training. Well, I do, I do a lot. I don't profess mm -hmm. to be a you know expert in anything, but I'm always learning every day, You know, mm -hmm. trying to make myself and my dogs better. Mm -hmm. Hey, the day you're not learning is the day you're not living. Am I right? Absolutely. If you don't learn something new every day, you're not living. Exactly. So, buddy, let's go back to the beginning. What sparked your interest in dog training to begin with? Well, growing up, I always had animals around. I grew up on a farm, you know, uh, lots of different types of animals, you know, pigs, cows, horses, chickens, all that stuff. And you, you learn how to read, you know, animal language and communicate with them and get them to do what you need them to do. And um, so my pups growing up, I, I had a lot of hunting dogs, uh, trained a lot of beagles to, to hunt bunnies. So mm. that was always fun. There's nothing like listening to a beagle, chase a bunny around, you know, the field, bring it back to you. Um, so that was, that was the fun sport back in the day. Um, so, you know, growing on up, I always had dogs around. Um, even, you know, when I went out on my own and, got married I, I have uh, I always had a dog in the house or two uh, had a Dalmatian and a Border Collie at one point when I uh, first moved out on my own um, wow. and they were both canine good citizens I trained them myself um, and uh, got them through their canine good citizenship and then after they uh, passed I got a uh, Cocker Spaniel and you know she was more of a lap dog than anything else so we just kept her around the house but I trained her as well and walked her and you know all that good stuff. Now I have a, uh, uh, two pit bull mixes at home. Uh, one's my girl, Yoshi. She's my pride and joy. Uh, love her to death. Uh, and Riley, I love him too. He's 10 months old and full of it right now. But my Yoshi is my, uh, four and a half year old, uh, pit mix. And she's, uh, my therapy dog, uh, my agility dog, and, uh, just a great canine, good citizen. Wow. So Yoshi's got it all going on. She, she's got a lot going for her. She's very brilliant. Um, she was a rescue. Um, so I, I'm very fortunate to have her because not only did I rescue her, but she rescued me too. She brought me through wow. some tough times. Yeah. How did you get Yoshi involved in therapy dog? Um, well, um, we had a lot of things going on uh, back in 2019. And one of them was um, my son being sick. And uh, when he was in the Ronald McDonald house down in uh, uh, Cleveland, Ohio. 
they had therapy dogs that came into the Ronald McDonald house twice a week. And it was the highlight of our, you know, our stay, uh, you know, when you're staying there for six and a half weeks, um, it, it's kind of the highlight to see a dog come in uh, when COVID cut it off, then, uh, then it was not so bright for us, but, uh, and I, I looked at myself and I said, uh, hey, that's what I want to do with my dog. I want to I want to brighten somebody's day with my dog. And I also want to change the stigma of the pit bull breed dog um, to, you know, be a better dog and 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 be able to get out in the community and give back um, so that they're not as scary. Nice. Nice. So how did you I see you working with Lake Erie Canine. How did you get involved in that? How did you get involved in that organization? So funny story, you know, on my journey to uh, getting Yoshi to be a therapy dog, um, I met Mike, and he's the uh, he was the instructor for our Canine Good Citizen course because you have to take the Canine Good Citizen course before you can take your therapy dog test. Um, so he was the instructor, and he, he looks at me and he goes, "Hey Gary, who 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 trained your dog?" And I said, "I did." He said, oh, "She listens pretty good. You you did a very good job training her." So as the weeks went by, you know training he kept making comments about hey you know your, your dog behaves very well so what do you think about coming to work for me and i said oh i'd love it i would absolutely love it so that was the that was the beginning of me and mike's relationship and then you know both being uh law enforcement people and in that mindset we kind of clicked and uh one thing led to another and here i am it's been uh over two years working with Mike. Nice. What's it like working with Mike since he's a buddy of ours? You know, he's been on the show before. Yeah. I mean, Mike's a, Mike's a pretty cool guy. He he's, has a lot of business, had a lot of connections, um, teaches a great course. I, I really like the course that we teach. And, and of course he comes from one side of training. He comes from the military police dog side of training. I come from the agility hunting side of training. So we kind of have different approaches, uh, different ways we do things. Um, but at the end, it's the same mission. It's the same, uh, it's the same objective. We, we are trying to get the best dogs out there into the community. I love it. I love the collaboration, you know, like it's not just all one side, like it's not just all military training or it's not just all, it's a mix of both, you know? Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So with that, what classes do you have to offer our buddies? Like what, what courses do you guys offer? So we, we train anywhere from the basics, uh, basic obedience. When they're a puppy, we call it puppy boot camp. We like to use the military terms, uh, you know. So we, we call it puppy boot camp. And it, it can be puppy or dogs. Um, any age can come in just to, to learn or refresh. Um, and we just go over the basics, like sit down, stay, uh, come when called, leave it, drop it, go to your spot, heal while walking on the leash, uh, a lot of leash work. Um, so those are some of the things we do in, in the puppy boot camp. Um, after that, you move on to the canine good citizen class where, uh, you know, it's boot camp on, on steroids. You know, you, you do your sit stays for longer, for farther, um, healing under more control, more controlled circumstances. Your dog has to be able to pass by another dog without going bonkers. You know, um, you have to be able to walk up to the dog, pet the dog, and and groom them, and check their teeth, their feet, their their tail, all that stuff. Uh, so it's a very in-depth course that um, it really challenges some dogs. Um, mm -hmm. Others are are others are very 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 good at it. Um, but you got those that want to work, those dogs that want to work, and you got those dogs that uh, 
that just maybe not cut out for that type of program. Um, and you, you hate to see any dog fail, but there are some that, that they just don't have the right temperament uh, for it. And in those, those dogs, we, we try to work extra hard with, we try to get them through it. But at the end of the day, I can't put my rubber stamp on a dog that isn't going to be a good citizen. Mm-hmm. So, and so that's another course that we teach. Uh, let's see. We do uh, like the therapy dog class. Um, so that would follow the canine good citizen class, which, you know, canine good citizen, there's 10 points that you've got to pass. Um, therapy dog testers, probably 25 or 30 points that you have to pass. So mm-hmm. it's all different things, leaving things alone, not being distracted by uh, medical equipment, uh, not being scared by certain sounds. Um, sit stays and down stays for a certain amount of time, uh, just things like that. And being able to be crowd petted, you know, a lot of dogs don't like to be crowd petted. You know, you got to have a bunch of kids come in and go, Rah! you know, pet, pet them awkwardly and all that stuff. Uh, sneak up from behind them and, and, and pet them on the butt, uh, that type of thing. And, and they can't just, uh, they can't react to that. Um, so we have a couple fun classes too. We have um, a beginner agility class, we call it tactical maneuvers. Um, it's a fun course. I, I try to make it fun for everybody. Um, it's more about building the bond with your dog and learning how to communicate with your dog than it is um, trying to actually test out on specific um, specific points. You know, I, I can't expect to squeeze all that agility knowledge into, the, into everybody's brains in six weeks. Uh, it just doesn't happen. And some dogs don't get it as quickly as other dogs and some handlers don't get it as quickly as other handlers. So it really is a challenge, but so basically what I make the class is just something to be able to have the owner and the dog uh, communicate better with each other and learn how to bond with each other. Cause it's all about having fun with your dog. Uh, even when I run an agility course with Yoshi, it's not about, I mean, the pressure is on, you want to compete, you want to do well, but at the end of the day, it's all about having that fun. It's all about, um, being with your best buddy in the whole wide world, right? Absolutely. I mean, my, my, my dogs are my best buddies, you know, and I love spending every minute I can with them. So, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Mike has a class called uh, Special Ops. And uh, in that class, he works a little bit with uh, scent work and night vision and um, just different advanced obedience techniques, stuff like that. And it's really, really an interesting course. I've not taken it yet with him, but I plan on it in the future. So something that uh, something that I'm looking forward to as well. Um, so him and Tony Tobacco, uh, they take care of that, uh, awesome. that class. Awesome. So and then we we offer a variety of like in-home behavior modifications, in-home private obedience training, and stuff like that too. Ooh. Now I know this is like asking who your favorite child is or not, but out of all those classes you listed, which ones do you think you have the most fun with? Um, I have fun with each and every one of them, and, and I, I love coming in and seeing the smile I bring to people's faces because they're, you know, they're actually getting out there and, and they're having fun with the class. I, I don't like to make it dry and boring. Hey, you got to do this technique, you got to do that technique, you got to this, you got to that. No, it's all about learning how your dog behaves, how how to exchange energies with your dog because dogs are energy creatures, I believe, just like any other animal, any other creature in the world. They all have their specific energy that they put off to you. And it's about your knowledge and your ability to read their language and them being able to be compatible with you um, Mm -hmm. when you're training. So I love communicating that point to everybody and making the class fun. I, you know, I have some jokes that I tell, I, you know, I have some, you know, funny stories that I tell and it's just, it brings the classes together and, and I think everybody enjoys it. 
Um, mm. So to name one specific class that I enjoy the most, I would have to say I enjoy when the dogs get to the therapy dog level and, and hanging out with, you know, the people that have really, really taken the time with their dogs to, to work and, and strive for greatness with them. Um, not that I don't like working with anybody else, but, but you know what, those dogs, those dogs that have brought themselves up from, from a puppy and I see the same dogs coming up through the ranks. Um, it, it's just great to see them achieve uh, an awesome goal. And, uh, and to be a dog with Therapy Dogs United, um, that is something very special to me. It's something I take pride in, in putting my rubber stamp on. Um, and like I said, I'm not going to put my rubber stamp on a dog that I don't think is going to go out in the community and not only promote Lake Erie Canine, but promote Therapy Dogs United, too. Mm-hmm. It must be a proud moment for you when you see them graduate from all these classes, when you see them, you know, get their certificates, get get their rewards, you know? Oh, it's unbelievable. It, it's It's just an awesome feeling to be able to sign my name on their certificate and, you know, and, uh, and say, Hey, listen, here you go. Play that graduate. We play graduation music when they, when they graduate. So it, it's great to, you know, play that graduation music and, and hand out the certificates and, and the ribbons and, the, you know, the, what have you is to, uh, to these people and, and know that you've had a part in their dog being great. Love it. Now you mentioned therapy dogs United for our buddies out there who maybe don't know what that is. Can you tell us about that? So Therapy Dogs United is a nonprofit organization where all volunteers, Yoshi and I volunteer, we do a lot of different things, um, but it's a nonprofit organization that goes out in the community and uh, just visits different locations um, to bring joy and, and smiles to people's faces. And there's nothing like walking in a room and having somebody go, oh, look, a puppy's here. You know, it's, it's just an awesome feeling. You see the smile on their face. You see the, their face light up, you, you, the whole brightness that you, that you bring to people. Um, so it's that in and of itself is great. Um, some of the things we like to do are like the courthouse. We, we're on the courtroom comfort team. We go to the Erie County courthouse and um, we, uh, we not only visit the staff, but we also sit in on some of the children's dependency hearings and, uh, and custody hearings and uh, removal hearings and stuff like that, just to make it a little bit easier for the children to get through that. And I think it really does make a lot of difference uh, for those kids that have a dog in the room with them. Um, I had one individual that was like, I don't want a dog in here. I don't want a dog with me, you know, and they were a little older and, and, you know, kind of, I tried to respect that, but, Yoshi wasn't having it, and uh, she walked right up to this person and and leaned right on their knees and was like, "I'm not going anywhere." So um, while the hearing was going on, the uh, child actually bent down and started petting Yoshi uh, subconsciously, I believe, um, and, and felt a lot better at the end of the uh, the hearing. That's so awesome. and then um, and we also Yoshi's a, a volunteer uh, for AHN St. Vincent. Um, mm. We go we go there a couple times a month, uh, not just to see the, the the staff, but we visit a lot of patients, um, and it, it's so awesome to see that brightness come to their face when you, you step in a room and they say, "Oh my God, a puppy's here! I love it!" And then you know, just have them put their 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 head right on the bed so the uh, they can get petted uh, is awesome. And then you know, me being a, an overachiever, I do some tricks with them with Yoshi in the room and you know, just to show her, show her off a little bit, but also bring a little bit of extra smile to their face. Um, so that, and we, we go to a lot of schools. Um, 
uh, what else do we do? Oh my goodness. Libraries, uh, a lot of community events. We do some parades. We do like national night out, uh, stuff like that. But uh, we, we do a lot of great things, I believe. And we have a great group of people uh, and, and it's expanding exponentially right now. Um, we have just um, um, an amazing group of people and a lot of them. So you might see a different dog every time, you know, every time they come to visit you, you know, it might not just be the same core group of dogs, but I mean, uh, we went out to uh, Edinburgh, uh, Penn West Edinburgh, and there was 25 different dogs there, uh, which yeah. was great. I mean, it was, I mean, it was amazing to see that many dogs. Um, sometimes you wonder where you're going to put them all, but, uh, oh, I mean, you, like any organization, you do have the, the core group of people that, that does the bulk of the, uh, the, the visits, but there's so many other people out there that just love getting in when their time permits to get in and, and, and roll up their sleeves and just make a difference in the community. And, and not only is Therapy Dogs United stationed, I mean, they, it's got to start here in Erie, Pennsylvania, but we have uh, chapters in Texas and Florida and New York, and uh, there's a couple other states that we have uh, stationed. Uh, dog stationed at and it's just incredible to know that our reach is getting out that far uh florida when the hurricanes come in they had that team down there ready to go and they were visiting uh, uh shelter sites and all that stuff so i mean if anybody wants to check that uh, uh therapy dogs united facebook page there's some pictures of uh when they were visiting the, the shelters and, and and uh first responders down there mm -hmm. so in order to be involved with um, Therapy Dogs United, you have to be certified as a therapy dog, correct? You have to be correct. You have to be you have to be certified first as a as a canine good citizen, and then you have to pass Therapy Dog United's uh, uh, therapy dog test. Mm -hmm. So let's say someone does that. Let's say they go through Lake Erie Canine, they get their certifications. What's the next process they have to do in order to get involved in Therapy Dogs United? So there are a lot of things uh, to get involved. Uh, First of all, you know, if you plan on doing hospital visits, you got to make sure you have all your vaccinations and all that stuff. But you have to make sure you have, your dog stays up to date on their vaccinations as well. Uh, background checks, uh, because you are working with elderly and, and children. Um, and a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of paperwork. But the, and then and you got to pay your dues. Uh, every year we pay our dues, which helps keep, uh, keep the organization funded. Mm -hmm. um, so it's 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 a process, but uh, Pat Christensen, she's right there to help you through every step of the way. Her daughter Kelly Filson, she's awesome as well. They're, they're, without those two, I think uh, the organization would be lost. I mean, they they are the head, they are the bulk, and they they do a lot of great things, and they get us involved in a lot of great things. Love it. So now this next question I have for you is a two part question. With Therapy Dogs United, where are your favorite places to go? You listed off, you know, everywhere you go. Where are your favorite places to go and where are Yoshi's favorite places to go? Well, I think Yoshi loves, well, I love going to the courthouse and I love, uh, I love going to the hospital uh, just because that's the, you know, the best place in the world to, uh, to get the best smiles and then to make a biggest difference. Um, I think Yoshi's favorite place would be probably the schools where there's lots of Older children, uh, I would say five and under are not her favorite, but uh, mm -hmm. but she likes uh, she likes any any children that are like you know within five to ten and older, you know. Uh, but uh, you know, little 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 kids that do a lot of screaming and you know rough pet, and she's not a fan. And she'll work through it, but she's not a fan. Uh, definitely, infants are not her thing. Uh, mm -hmm. So when we went we went to the St. Martin Center uh, the one time, we went into the infant room and. Uh, 
she she laid down but she was a little sketched out because she's like what are these little creatures i've never seen them before so um i i had i had to walk her out and uh, in into the hallway just to you know just to um relieve her anxiety a little bit yeah yeah now speaking of community buddy we'll be right back don't go anywhere it's time for a word from our sponsors Hiya, buddies. You know, they say a buddy is someone you can call up in five, ten years and say, hey, let's grab a meal or let's grab a drink. And you can catch up to them and feel like it's only been yesterday. Well, my buddies over at the brewery at Union Station are just the place to do so. With real food, real beer, real historic atmosphere, the brewery at Union Station is just the place for you to meet up with your buddy. The brewery offers a variety of handcraft beers and other fun activities, including bocce and ghost tours. You know, you can check out the Mug Club as well. My buddy Chris, the owner, was actually on BuddyCast and told us all about it. So check out that episode if you don't mind. He wants you to bring your buddies over there for a good time. So call them today at 814-454-2200 or visit BrewErie.com. Tell my buddy Chris I said cheers and that buddy sent you and now... Go be someone's buddy. Thanks for tuning in to BuddyCast. And that was Brew Erie at Union Station. You ever drink? You ever go there? Oh, yes. Brew Erie is an awesome place to go. I love their food. I love their craft beers. My favorite is the uh, Blood Rain. It's a blood orange ale, and it is so awesome. Ooh. I'm definitely a fan of Uncle Jackson, their blonde ale. They're... That's a really good one, too. But... Anyways, back to our back to our nice interview. So, when people come to you with the class, you know, when they come to you for let's say the basics, what are what are the most problems that they bring you? Like, what are the things that they struggle most with when it comes to dog training? So, a lot of people bring the uh, well, my dog just won't listen, and uh, well, I get that he's you know he's a puppy, he's three months old, four months old, you know that type of thing. Um, there's some with come with more complicated. Uh, problems like uh, my dog jumps on me every time I walk in the house or my dog pulls me down the street when I take him for a walk. Simple problems with some simple fixes as long as you know you know what you're doing. So we help them out as best we can, uh, give them the tools they need, give them the advice that they need and uh, and try to help them out. If we need to go in and do a, an at-home session, we'll, we'll suggest that or we'll suggest a, a new caller uh, that would help them out um, or just simply how to reward them or how to uh, redirect them uh, when they're having a, an issue. Uh, so, I, I mean, as far as, you know, as far as pulling with your dog, I mean, a simple collar adjustment usually helps um, with jumping on your dog, simply claiming your space and, and, uh, and ignoring the behavior, you know, getting by them and, and not addressing them when they're being erratic helps but that all starts from when they're a puppy you, you got to teach them that from when, when they're a puppy uh, sometimes you know things call for drastic measures and, and you don't like to you know put a vibrating collar on them or uh, you know some kind of correctional collar on them but sometimes that's what it takes for the dog to understand that this is how things have to be not only for our safety but for your safety too mm-hmm. so as much as dog training is you know hard work dedication it's also, as you mentioned, fun. So do you have any funny yet audience-appropriate audience um, stories from your training? I'm sure you've got thousands of them, but... Oh, there are so many, uh, so many stories that, that come to mind. And, uh, 
I, I love I love each and every dog that comes through my class. There's not one dog that I'm like, oh, God, I wish they would just leave and not come back. There, I've never had a dog like that because it always feels like by the end of the session, I found some way to bond with that dog and that owner and help them in some way. Um, one of the greatest success stories I had uh, comes right from when I first started training dogs. Um, I had a little Jack Russell Terrier come in uh, class and the owner was beside himself, just couldn't, you know, couldn't get the dog to listen. And, and this little dog barked at every other dog because every dog was bigger than him. So he had this huge Napoleon complex, you know, and, and was just every time a big dog walked by, he's, rawr, 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 you know, and just disrupted the whole class. And, and, you know, I let it go the first week and, you know, tried to give him some suggestions on how to handle it. Uh, week two came and it still wasn't getting any better. Um, week three came and, I, and, and I, I'm like, Mike, we've tried just about every non-invasive, you know, technique there is to get this dog to stop barking during class or, you know, and, and he, the guy said he even does it at home and it's just so disruptive. Um, so <laughs> Mike, uh, I call, I had to call him right before class started. I said, Mike, what, what am I going to do with this dog? He said, go in the other room and get this collar off the shelf. What well, was a citronella collar? And, uh, he said, clap it on that dog and, uh, when he barks, it's going to spray him, and, and he should get the point not to bark anymore. So uh, that's what I did. I went in the other room. I grabbed the collar, put it on them, and uh, told the guy, told the owner what it was, and he was just fine with that. He's like, I, I just got to get my dog under control because uh, you could see the, the owner was defeated. He was just mm -hmm. defeated because he didn't know what to do. And the dog wouldn't listen in class, and it was just it was a nightmare for him, and uh, I felt bad for him. So I wanted to help him any way I could. So I put this collar on and uh, a big German shepherd walked by and the dog goes, arr, 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 and psh, blows citronella right in his, right in his face. And the dog's like, ah, shook his head like, what the heck was that? Right. And he let the dog walk by. So I thought, oh, good success here. So uh, another dog, he was a, a great Pyrenees walked by and, <laughs> and he lit him up again. He's arr, 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 and he goes, psh. And he's like, what the heck was that? And he just ran under the chair. I said, oh, the dog's done now. So uh, that whole class, you know, the dog was quiet the rest of the class. But but the bonus part of it was the dog was settled down and more focused on the owner as well. And when they came out in the middle of the room, the dog didn't pay attention to any of the other dogs. He just came out and did what he was told to do. And you could see the confidence come up in the handler as well as the dog. So the next week, week four, they came in and I'm like, this is a totally different dog handling team. Uh, and it was just so awesome because, uh, you know, we helped this person um, handle their dog and get their dog to understand what the proper behaviors are. You know, we always talk about the ground rules, boundaries and limitations that you set for your dog. You, you've got to keep constant on them all the time. And that's what we did. We helped this guy set those ground rules, boundaries, limitations for that dog. Mm hmm. Aside from the three six, you know, or from the one eighty story that you just told, the one the part I love about that story is the fact that all it's always the little dog that thinks it can stand up to the bigger dog. You know, it's always 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 it's always like the little chihuahua that thinks, okay, I'm gonna take on this great dane today, like I'm gonna just you know see what happens, things like that, because it kind of shows that old saying of it's not the size of the dog, it's the size of the fight inside him. You know, right, right. So yeah, I mean, you you find we find more that uh, that the little dogs are the more uh, aggressive and and hard to handle and hard to break dogs than, than the larger ones are. 
Because I mean, who 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 wants to go hands on with a tiny dog? You know, nobody yeah. does. I, I don't mind. I don't mind putting my hands on a bigger dog, but on, on a tiny dog, I don't want to break nothing. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so there's you're limited in the tools you can use to 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 break a little dog. Mm -hmm. So I know he's probably going to hate me when he listens to this episode later. But I got to ask, you have a, you know you're mentioning Mike and everything. He was a buddy on here on the show. What? Give me a funny story you have with him. Audience appropriate, of course. Just give me a funny adventure you guys have had together. Uh, we've had we've had some adventures, but uh, I mean, to come up with one uh, one funny one, huh? Uh, we've had some oh some fun adventures. Uh, we worked at the Anna Shelter. We did a uh, um, we did an Easter bunny Easter bunny Easter egg hunt. Uh, with the dogs, I mean, they had this dog event. You bring your, you know, your dog to the Easter egg uh, hunt, and you pick up an egg and whatever. And then they had pictures with, uh, with the Easter Bunny, and uh, Mike said, like, "Gary, you handle the dogs, you know, while they're getting uh, set up for their pictures and all that." I'm like, "Okay." So <laughs> one dog slipped his collar, and <laughs> Mike's like, "Oh my God, what are we gonna do?" You know. And so we both had to run the chase after that dog before he got out in the street. And, uh, uh, it was just. It was just a lesson learned make sure that uh, all the collars are tight before they try to approach an Easter bunny that they don't want to have a picture with, you know? So. And all I can hear, all I can picture is when you guys are um, running after that dog, you guys just like running around in circles, things like that. And like that, there's like that background music, that. <laughs> yeah. The Benny Hill, Benny Hill song. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So buddy, I see the phone number in the background. But where else can buddies go to learn about you, like your canine, and even um, Therapy Dogs United, as you mentioned earlier, just in case there's someone watching who's tuning in now, you know? Well, each and every one of these organizations are on uh, on the uh, Facebook. So mm -hmm. we're on Lake Erie Canine is on uh, Facebook, and so is Therapy Dogs United. Um, LakeErieCanine.net, that's our, our website where you can uh, find out a little bit more about us. Um, therapydogsunited.org that's their website and uh, you can actually look at their volunteer calendar um, to see what events are coming up and where the dogs are going to be um, and get all the other information uh, the pertinent information about what you need to do for your test uh, it's got a bunch of different uh, all the qualifications you need um, contacts information uh, lots of things that we do in the community um, ways to donate um, you can buy license plates and buy calendars um that type of thing so th those are on the website too uh always looking for donations um so yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's where you can find that stuff awesome and i have two and more if, questions oh, go ahead. and if anybody and if anybody wants to follow my dog yoshi and her exploits and riley she's on instagram at um yoshi the therapy pit yoshi so the can, therapy can find pit. Ooh. Yes, they can they can find her many adventures there, and uh, Riley's uh, included in that too. Now, my my little boy. So awesome! So I got two more questions for you for this interview. The first one is brought to us by my buddy Jonas Kane at hashtag Positivity. He wants to know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? So. Being someone's buddy is, is is something special, and it's it, it's not just limited to the humans. It's it's you know with dogs, with any other animal, you can be a buddy with anything. Um, but it's all about your connection with that person, uh, being involved in their life, uh, reciprocating, uh, 
good deeds, um, being there for them when they're down, being there for them when they're up. Um, it's all about, you know, that give and take between you and your buddy. Um, be able to celebrate with them just like they celebrate with you, you know, um, mm-hmm. be able to be there to pick them up when they're, when they're down um, and just be an all around great friend. I love it. You're absolutely right. Buddy celebrate with you no matter what. And just being a great friend. Absolutely love it. Absolutely. The, final, the final question I have for you tonight is what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for it? Sure. What is your advice to anyone who wants to do what you're doing and work with dogs, whether it's dog training or therapy dogs? Okay. I got to take a drink for this. Nick. Go ahead. All right. So my advice to anybody get involved with a dog. If you want to train dogs, you have to know about dogs, read up on them, uh, read through your research, um, get involved with a dog, handle a dog, uh, learn to read their language, learn to le- uh, read their energy, uh, learn to just communicate better with them. Um, do your research, understand, understand how to be a good handler, how to be a good uh, parent. You know, it's just like raising a child. Uh, know how to raise that dog to be the best citizen that they can be because that's exactly what you're doing you're bringing your dog up to live in a community alongside you just like you would your child Um, and expect the same behaviors from your dog that you would a child if you expect your child to listen to you you better expect your dog to listen to you too you know it's the same ground rules Um, don't accept failure always push them for a little bit more a little bit longer a little bit more a little bit longer Uh, always be understand what it means to be the pack leader you got to be the pack. You got to be the mom and dad of that dog. That's what it's all about. It's just like you would your children. You got to be that mom and dad of your dog. You know, be that pack leader. Control everything that do they do from the time they get up in the morning till the time they go to bed at night and all night long. Um, know how to manage and redirect dog behavior. Um, and that's all about reading their their body language and reading their energy and, and knowing how to communicate with them. And, and it's so 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 awesome when you can actually see a handler reach that eureka moment with their dog because it's just like you know you remember the wily e. coyote commercial or uh, cartoons right when you mm-hmm. see the light bulb come on over his head that's what you should be able to see when you know your dog gets it you should be able to physically see that um that light bulb go off in their head and they look at you and they're like yeah dad or mom i get it i get it um and, and it's the best feeling in, in the whole wide world and i've, I've had the the, the blessing to uh, to see that in a lot of my dogs and a lot of the dogs that I train, uh, you get that eureka moment, and it is just fantastic. Love it. Great advice. Truly great advice. Like that, you, you spoke all about it with dog training. It's all about getting the eureka moment, working with them, and knowing what you're working with. And, and, and go out and have fun with them. I, I love doing agility with Yoshi. I, I'm, I'm getting Riley into it. He's just starting uh, starting to train. Um, get out and do a sport. Give them a job to do. Your, your, your dogs need a job just like your children need a job. Just give them something to do so they don't get bored and they don't destroy your house. You know, and, and agility, I, I believe, is a, is a great sport to get involved with. Some dogs excel at uh, Frisbee or Fast Cat or, you know, other types of, you know, barn hunting. 
uh, barn hunting. Uh, there's a, a sport out there called barn hunting that, you know, your dogs go and find rats in the hay bales. Um, they're in tubes, of course, and no, no rats are harmed. But um, mm-hmm. it's it's just different sports, different things that you can do with your dog to occupy their body and their mind. And, and a tired body and a tired mind saves you a lot of headaches. It really yeah. does. You are absolutely right. It's all it's all about that. Ooh, we have a comment. No guest appearance from Yoshi? <laughs> she is right on the wall, right there, if you can Ooh, see her. Give me a second. Let me see if I can zoom in. Here, I'll bring her out. Yeah, let me oh, see if nope, I can she, zoom She's Velcroed on there. Ah, is that her second one Second one to the right? Second one in, yeah. Yep. You got uh, Mike, Mike and his dog, uh, Yoshi and me, and then Tony and, and his service dog, too. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. We'll definitely give Yoshi a treat for us tonight, if you will. I sure will. Mm-hmm. And, buddy, I have one more favor to ask you before we close out this episode. Whatever you do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, or even next year, please promise me you'll go and be someone's buddy. Absolutely, Nick. Absolutely. Awesome. awesome. Okay. Thank you so much for being a buddy here on. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and you know you're welcome back anytime, right? Oh, thank you. Awesome. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Gary Seymour. Please check out Lake Erie Canine. Reach out to him for some advice. If you just need some help every now and then, he's friendly. He doesn't bite. I don't bite. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. Thank you for joining us on another episode of everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cats Don't feel like it could make it, buddy Here on Buddy Cats Hey, buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.